0: is the kingdom wave uh program and i am so excited i have my brother again my baby brother i'm his big sister uh asked me the difference of it and i just told him it's you know what i want to say and how i want to say it and you know it's just positioning that's what it is at any rate i'm not going to waste a whole lot of time because i really want to get into this he's only going to be with me for it all depends on how he acts. Um, you know, if he if he acts bad, he's going to be with me longer and longer. Uh, if he's if he's good, it'll be about another four to five to six weeks. So, any rate, we're going to have fun. He is talking about the tabernacle. I told you, he reminds me of the Pillsbury Doughboy. When you push at him, man, uh, the tabernacle and the Word of God, Jesus comes out. So, I want to welcome uh, to the program apostle
1: Calvin cook welcome brother hi uh, apostle Baker and uh, to those that are watching praise God for you i hope you had a glorious weekend uh, uh i hope that lord was able to reveal himself in, in, in a greater way and uh we're excited uh, going from something, uh you know if you live on planet earth but uh, I, I'm excited about uh, what you have asked me to deal with this morning in terms of the candlestick. I started to, I, I alluded for a moment last time I was with you about the candlestick and the significance of it uh, in terms of see, seeing our way. Uh, I believe that it, it, it's the beginning of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Uh, when you come out of the outward light of the outer court, which represents the law, anything that was done in the outer court was done because something separated you from God. First of all, sin. So God died for sin. And so it caused the death. So the outer court speaks of the law and its judgment. Then the second thing that separated you from God was self. And so he put the water bowl there to cleanse you from yourself. So now when you get ready to enter into Christ, you're, 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 you're free and set free from your sin, and you're set free from yourself. Now, if any man come into Christ, there's this light waiting there for you called the candlestick, which is a a symbolic of Christ as the light of the world. Uh, But on the original candelabra or the candlestick, uh, all the light shafts were even, even the center shaft, which represents Christ. So he expected us to see what he sees. His light is not above our light. And he expects us, because we can't go out and represent him properly if we can only see from a lower place. So we have to see from an ascended place. And ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to tell you what that ascended place is. It isn't the intellect of man. It's the spirit of the living God. It's ascending to the mind of Christ. That's why there's 30 facets of light on that candle. Five gifts of the spirit, five fruits of the spirit. I mean, nine gifts of the spirit, nine fruits of the spirit, seven characteristics of the Holy Spirit and the five full ministry gifts. You add that up, it's 30. Jesus was 30 years old before he came into his priesthood and became the light of the world. So when we're going to represent Christ, we have to be in the light as he's in the light and have fellowship in the light. Because if you don't have the light, you'll devalue my purpose of being in in the kingdom. You won't be able to see me from his lenses. Remember, the light shafts are the same height. No, No shaft is higher No light is above, not even the apostolic light is above your light. You have the same capabilities as a born-again believer to see the same things that the apostles are trying to get you to see. But you have to be obedient to the fact that you don't know what you you don't see. So you have to come in the light so you can be, and a a candlestick represents the teaching ministry. Now, what I want to do, last time I was with you, I talked about the wick. I talked about the, the features of the candle uh because it wasn't a candle god doesn't believe in candles it was a lampstand made out of one uh, uh talent of gold and it was made out of one piece of gold all these shafts the workman that worked on this candlestick was a master workman a type of the holy spirit and the bible said that that work was beaten in, in exodus chapter 25 it was beaten it was in other words the Holy Spirit in this particular was gently beating to bring forth the shape of what he wanted us to see from. In other words, there's something that gives us a right to see into the kingdom, and it's this particular light. And so uh, let me talk about these different pieces uh, uh, and what, what makes this. First of all, there has to be, uh, it takes three things for light to have uh, uh, its way. First of all, uh, they had to have gold which is the anointing, uh, they had to have oil, and they had to have a wick, all right? Before we could even talk about getting light, these things had to be provided. The gold, we had to have uh, the oil, and we had to have a wick. Now there's historical confusion about where the wick come from. Some people say, well, the women wove the wick out of some garment. We don't have any evidence of that, but we know that man provided the wick amen okay
0: what what are they representative of? of those three things that you mentioned uh uh tell us what they're representative of the gold the uh, the okay. yes
1: believe it or not, that was coming up next glory be to god anyway we're moving on here <laughs> here we go the gold is the pure nature of God? That's what it represents. In other words, everything we do can't be done out of mixture. It must be. See, gold is the only metal that you can put in fire and can't consume it. It will never burn up. It only get pure and purified and more pure. What it means, the pure nature of God without mixture is only can be brought forth by the work of the Holy Spirit. That's what the gold represents. Uh, and it's covered with fruits and flowers, which shows uh, that they're bringing forth the godliness and fruitfulness in the nature of God. So it, all this was carved in by this workman, and he's showing you that when you come in, when when God is your, uh, you've you partaken of that divine nature, then there should be a fruitfulness that comes out of your life. There should be fruits and flowers and something that, that, that typifies that something is alive in this particular uh, a person or individual that represents the can. Let me move on now. Uh, I can spend a little bit of time with but I'm gonna talk about the pure olive oil, where they come from. Now the olive oil uh, is not manufactured. It's obtained by beating the olive berries from the palm olive tree. This evergreen gives forth its strength to its berries, which contain the vegetable oil. Right, and so there was a pressing, and so it speaks that there's a pressing to get to the light. You have to press your way out of that outer court to find the oil that's in the in 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 the nature of God. See, the gold is not there. See, the the oil goes in the gold. In other words, you have to have you have to have oil in your vessel, not just in your lamp, like the ten virgins. One of them had oil only in their vessel, and and the others had oil in their lamp and the one that just had oil in their vessel they couldn't get in because they needed they didn't have enough oil to to last out the time of waiting for the lord to come and when he came they were empty and so he shut the door on them because they didn't have the oil that they needed now let me go on here and so the pure olive oil uh is the oil is the type of the holy spirit okay uh the container of the oil is the candlestick made of pure gold. Now watch, I'm, I'm coming somewhere and I want you to see this. We see an indwelling of the Holy Spirit is not without, is not within the soul of man, but in his spirit. Now listen to what I'm saying to you. This spirit dwells in our spirit. The work of the Holy Spirit is in the soul, but he lives in the spirit of man. See, God is so so intelligent. Our soul needs to be redeemed. Our soul needs to be come on towards and unto its sanctification, until it's found blameless. Right now, my soul and your soul are not found blameless. I can prove it to you. When was the last time you was late to go to the hairdresser? When was the last time you was late to go to the movies? You're never late to do that, but you're always late to go to church. That means your soul has not been convinced that God's kingdom is number one priority. And so we can see what we do that diminishes God's influence on our life by our soulish behavior. Well, I don't think I feel like going to church today. I'm not feeling it. See, you're being led by your soul. So it has to come into a place where it must yield itself to the Holy Spirit. And the spirit of man. Okay, let me move out of there. And so, uh, but he lives in the spirit of man. This is the reason that the candlestick is shown in the holy place, which is the realm of the soul. Because the work of that light in that holy place is to convince man's soul to yield to the light of the spirit. So there can be a marriage between the soul and the spirit. So there can be a marriage between the man and his God. Because there's not going to be a marriage with God. If your soul's a, a wild ass and running all over the place, getting in affairs and doing all kinds of crazy stuff out of alignment with your soul, with your spirit, man, you hear what I'm saying to you? And many people's soul, are so out of whack with the things of God that they have to debate what they're gonna do. Like, I'll give you an example. I said, we're getting ready to have our 20th year anniversary. And somebody called me up and said, well, I won't be able to come. We planned our our vacation during that time. And I said, well, why would you plan your vacation during the 20th year anniversary of your father's ministry? Because your soul's out of whack. That's why you did it. Because you have not come in alignment with the, the kingdom of god is not your priority come on body of christ and so this is why let me go on here uh this now watch this proverbs 20 27 says this the spirit of man is the candle of the lord searching all the inward parts of the belly if you really look at the definition of that word belly it means the inward parts of your soul to find out what part of your emotional intellectual or your desire realm opposes your journey in christ opposes you in your growth and development. Well, get offended if people don't want to do church your way. Get offended if the pastor has a correcting spirit on him or her to correct you. You're supposed to be corrected by your parents. Amen. We were we were doing ministry downtown, Dr. Baker. And this is That's right. Listen to this. We were downtown, Pastor Mike and I, and uh we saw these guys with these young, good-looking uh, Caucasian girls look like they come out of Hollywood, dirty. I said, what in the world's going on? And then she said, well, I just need some, some money uh, to get some pizza. I said, okay. Then when I realized, as soon as she got the pizza, here comes this young man, he's her pimp. In other words, and I said, well, how did you get out here? Well, my mother asked me to clean the room and I didn't want to clean it. So I left and I've been in the streets all this time. See, so we got a generation even in the church, people will get out of the will of God because they can't follow instructions. Now here's this young girl. Then we, Pastor Mike, did some investigating, and we found out the bridge in that San Jose area was full of runaway teenagers that couldn't empty the trash, or make up their bed, or do what their parents told them to do. I'm not telling. I'm telling you. And that thing translates back into the church the same way. People will leave church because they can't be corrected. They can't. They won't receive instruction. Getting back to the tabernacle. I got an attitude. OK,
0: <laughs> We'll we'll help you with that. We'll we'll help. I'll help you with that.
1: I, have, I need attitude adjustment. <laughs> OK, now watch this, watch this. So let's go to the wick. Now, uh, I, like I said, I couldn't find any history of where the wick was made from old garment of the priest. However, it could be well true that they did use some kind of material for the wick. Now, the lesson here. Uh, and this whole candlestick here is that there's uh, some things are left out the Bible for a reason. So we don't get all into things that don't make a difference to our journey to maturity, our journey to trans And some people ask me questions. I say, a lady just asked, my secretary just came in. And, she, and I said, well, what does this question have to do with what I've been teaching in class? And, and how does it affect her journey and her maturity? through discipleship it doesn't it's just a question trivial question that gets you will get you nowhere and many people want to do that they want to they want to get off course no i want to know why after 20 years you're still a baby christian
0: that's I it want, go, go, ahead, the,
1: go ahead
0: the other part of it is this what's happening is that people are listening from their mind and they and and there's pressure because the word of god especially what it is you're teaching it brings pressure and they don't want to run through. They don't want to allow it to press in them so that they come out pure. And so they ask a question that is really an ignorant question, has nothing to do with anything, to get them back into the groove of compromise. And this is what happens: see, uh, ease to make it easy, getting back into the soulish realm. So continue on, my brother.
1: Okay. So now here's what happens. So we got we got the we got the gold. We got the container. We got the oil and we got the wick There's something missing. We need to get the fire. Well, the fire comes from the outer court, from the brazen altar that was lit from a fire that came out before the throne of God in Leviticus. Now, this fire now is taken and lights the candlestick. Now, the candlestick had no value without this light. That's why he sent him up to the upper room on the day of Pentecost. And say, wait here until you get endued with power. Now, watch this. Watch, this is tabernacle teaching one on one. What power did they get endued with? They were already healing the sick, cleansing the lepers, raising the dead. Come on, somebody casting out devils. So, it, what kind of power did they need to be endued with when everybody wants to do the miracles today? Uh, they didn't. They didn't have the Holy Ghost when they did the miracles. So, what, what power? The power was. To think with the mind of God rather than the mind of man. That was going to be the power, see? Because watch this, watch this. Remember, he says, church, I want you to build my church. So what did he say? "When, When Nimrod was building, he didn't build with my mind. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to raise up a people, give them my mind, get them in the light. They'll walk in the light, and they'll build in the light. They'll increase in the light. They'll move in the light. They'll extend my kingdom of light in the earth realm. And when they build it, no one will be able to deny that I was the builder without hands. I was the one that built this thing. So he he sends them into a place to get kingdom light in their minds so they could get rid of that mindset that they got in the natural light outside in the outer court. So that candlestick there is there so they can see now the body of christ on the table of showbread they can see the prayer ministry now because they're in the light they're in his mind now we're not thinking through black lenses or white lenses we're thinking through the mind who created all races and ethnos he's the creator, and then what he did he took man out of every kindred race in every tongue and put them back into a creative place called Christ. So he could make a new species of man in the earth that was not black, was not white, not brown, or yellow or any other color. So he had to do these things in the light. And what he did was so interesting. When you got born again, Colossians 1.13 says that you were in the kingdom of darkness, And he delivers you from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of his son, the kingdom of light. So you had nothing to do with it. He brought you in the light without your permission. And now that you're in the light, you can't go back to intellect. You can't try to go figure this out. You can't be suspicious. You got to start understanding that the candlestick is there to bring you in the proper governance because you can't obey the government of the kingdom if you still want a president to govern you. and You still want a Mm -hmm. congress
0: and you still can't until you understand that there is truly only one race and he said that because it's uh it's the it's the origin of and the blood of i made them all out of one blood
1: one blood one race
0: so there's no such thing the, the only as i say the only true racist there is is the devil He is that, and he works through people. And as he works through people, people go ahead and do all of these stupid things that they do. So when you're put into, when you come into the kingdom of God, then you start to operate. You are a new species of being. Nothing has ever been before. You got all new everything. You are different. And so... is no separation, and when we understand that, then we're going to walk in Christ. Because if His if His body has all them different races, as we call them, if it has all that, then He's animal. He's this is where the uh, um, uh, evolutionists get this, because then they become they become a plant, they become an animal, they become all of these things. But when we realize that we're made of one blood, then all of those other things that are uh, uh, a ra- uh, race of animal, race of uh, a plant, race of all these things—they right. not even be mentioned. But as long as we are duped to using that word and seeing it as a different race of people, then what we're doing is that we're uh, we're disagreeing with the word of God. Go ahead on.
1: That's why it's ultimately, ultimately. important to be baptized in the Holy Spirit and come into the light. And not make up an intellectual like the substitute because you have all the degrees and the And we did that many of them, to to be found to be equal with the other people that were in the other churches. So we tried to match their degree by degree. And we don't have to do that because that's not that's not the judgment of God. The judgment of God are you in the light as He's in the light? If you are, then come on, then the, then the blood of Jesus will cleanse you from all unrighteousness. When you're in the light and have fellowship with co Neal with one another in the light. What light? In the only light that he's shining from that candlestick. That means you're walking in the fivefold ministry government. You're walking in the fruit of the Spirit, which is his nature. You're walking in the gifts of the Spirit, which is the ministry of his nature. And you're walking in what? The characteristics of the Holy Spirit. Come on, power, might, wisdom. Come on, all that. You put that together, you got. Jesus was a priest at 30 years old because he was in the light. And when you have, when you walk in the light, you can walk into fullness. You're not in fullness, but as long as you walk in the light, remember, you're walking towards the holy of holies. Your, your, Jesus' objective for coming, body of Christ, was to get you to the Father. And the Father resides in the holy of holies. So the light is upon your foot in your pathway for only one reason, to get you to father God. That is it. Jesus is not the end of the trip. He's taking you to to a road to the Father. He's a road to the Father. The tabernacle shows us the preparation, the the, the processes that you go through to get to the Father in the likeness of his son. Because remember, he said, this is my son. What son? The one that was mature, the one who had grown up and was walking in the light. He said, this is the one that I'm pleased. Now, why do you think you're pleasing God and you haven't come in the light? I don't understand how we get this arrogance. Why do we, I know you say that, I understand that, but why do you think you're pleasing him when you don't even want to speak in tongues? You want him you want Him cast out devils. You don't want anything to do with the gifts of the spirit. Yet you say, I'm in the light and he's well pleased. No, only when you're in the light headed towards the father, Come on, somebody. Now, I didn't say you, he didn't love you. I didn't say any of that. I said, well, how are you pleasing him standing out in the law, in legalism, standing out, can't do this and can't do And you never moved into Christ, never moved in under the candlestick. Now, here's a danger. As you move from the candlestick, there's a table of showbread. Okay. And you got to see that because that's the body of Christ. If you're not in the light, you won't be able to see the value of connecting and interlinking, supplying the sources of jointly being fitted together. You'll deny the apostolic work of the ministry. They're supposed to put that 12 loaves of bread together to to look like the image of the Christ. That's what that whole light's for. See, the light is the dressing room, y'all. This whole inner court is the dressing room to prepare you to be something that God can engage in union and he he can't produce another son if he don't come in union with you. And if you got mixture in you and you got religion in you, he can't come into you and produce a son. He may produce a member, he may produce a deacon, he may produce somebody with a gold watch, but he can't produce a son without there being a union in the light. We still haven't got to the father yet. Because we got to get it right in the light as he's in the light. That's why he sent the son to proceed he john was a forerunner of jesus and jesus is the forerunner of the father he said no man can get to the father except by me i am the way the truth and the life to the father so the tabernacle takes every step of the way after we get in the light we dealt with death. We dealt with sin. Now he come to give us life. Now we must deal with the life that we find only in the light. That's why the candlestick is so significant because we must be in the light.
0: And as, uh, as Jesus, <clears throat> when the father said, this is my uh, beloved son of whom I'm well pleased. You know, we, we've preached the thing of saying he hadn't done any miracles. But the thing of it is, is that he had done many miracles and the miracle was this. He obeyed his father and he enjoyed obeying his father. He says, I only do those things that I hear from my father. I only see those things that my father shows me. This is what it is that he was saying. So he walked in. I mean, what what miracle would it be if, if each of our children or any, I mean, all of us walk in obedience and enjoys it. It's the joy of walking in that obedience and hearing what it is that he has to say and actually desiring to do it. Although if you're not in the light, you cannot do that. It's totally impossible because you'll be walking your own way and you'll be walking in the shade. So go ahead on, uh, Apostle. We have about four more minutes. (laughs) Uh,
1: My goodness. This topic is so, you know, without the light, then you, they asked Jesus, Lazarus is is sick and he needs you, Jesus. And he didn't go. And the disciples, is he sick or is he dead, Jesus? We're confused. Is he dead? He said he's dead. And he's asleep but he did the sleep, the dead sleep right now. So he's dead. And so, but he didn't go. And he said, why didn't you go Jesus? He said, because if I go in the night, I'll stumble. I have to wait for the light that comes from my father because he lights my foot in my pathway. If I go without my foot in my pathway being lit by the light of the father, then Lazarus will stay dead. But if I go in the light, then there'll be resurrection. See, that's why we don't have no resurrection, because people are going and they're not in the light. They're making decisions uh, with uh, unsure. When any Anytime you're unsure, that means you don't have no light. When you have indecision, that means you don't have no light. When you're trying to make quick decisions, that means you don't have no light. You can't go without the light. You got to wait. Sometimes you have to wait beyond your own capacity to wait. So you ask God to give you his capacity so you can wait until the time of the Father. Jesus wait. He loved him some Lazarus. He said, but if I go, Lazarus won't rise. I got to wait. If I go in the darkness, I'll stumble. So many of us are stumbling. Oh, God told me to lay hands on you, you're going to get healed. They're still sick. Why? Because you went out of your emotions. You went out of something other than the light, and you didn't have his mind about it. You thought you were going to do something for God instead of doing something from God, from him, not for him. And we got this for him mentality, which means we're still in the outer court trying to do something for God and to work something up for him rather than understand. Now that we live in him, we're doing something from him and I'm moving in the supernatural from Him, supernatural. I, I wrote a statement down here. That if we must work from eternity, which means we got to work to the father, which is the eternal place, because nothing will work for us in time. The thing that God asked us to do that Jesus did, every miracle he did, he did from eternity. And for us to be able to do greater things than he did, we got to get to the Father and abide there under the shadow of the Almighty and begin to work from there rather than from time. Because we're all talking about, we don't have time. We need, we need this time for this. No, no, you need to get with We the
0: have Father. just run, we have just used up our time. So that statement on our next program, I want you to start off with that statement. <laughs> and
1: great, then, uh, time come uh, back right now in Jesus' name.
0: Hallelujah. <laughs> oh Um, my goodness we we will be back next week when we're here to tell it like it is the kingdom way this is dr baker j baker and apostle calvin cook saying goodbye and we will see you next week on the tell it like it is the kingdom way you're supposed to wait there you go wave at the people there There you go there you go